Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. Ian Kaplan. And today we're going to sit down and talk about Hybrid's brand new formula created by Ian Kaplan, the Hybrid Lifter Rating Formula. We're going to give you all the ins and outs of how we came about um, creating this formula, what are what is it good for, what is it not good for. We're comparing it to the Wilkes, to the Dots, uh, and just discussing why it's so important to have a formula that allows us to accurately rank lifters and how we believe it's going to improve the sport moving forward. Yeah, it accounts for some things that the current formulas uh, don't. So I think that uh, is a really good step. And it actually uses the uh, Wilkes mm-hmm. to, to help accomplish that. So uh, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, Cap has been working on it feverishly. <laughs> and uh, I'm super excited to see it and to see the first top 10 ranking for male and female. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out our blog if you want to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Go Strong Equipment. They're the best strength equipment manufacturers in the game, uh, all American made, uh, run by great people. So check them out at gostrongequipment.com or on Instagram at gostrongequipment. Finally, don't forget to screenshot this episode when you're lifting or when you're listening to it. You can be lifting too, but uh, tag me, Steffi, caps on this episode. So tag him too, tag Hybrid Unlimited, and uh, you'll automatically be entered to win uh, potentially a an entire drop from Hybrid Apparel. We choose people every month. So uh, if you want to get some really cool, high value, free stuff, definitely enroll yourself in that uh, part of the challenge. So. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think you can sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Hybrid Unlimited. All right. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm excited about what we're about to talk about. Yeah, me too. We got a ton of interest on our on our Instagram, on you yours know, too. It, it ton was, of shares. Let's see how many shares it has in mine. Mine had the most like swipe ups of anything that I've posted in, in recent history. Let's see. Uh, mine was posted. What the heck? One hour ago, and when I swipe up, it says error loading. It's <laughs> great. That's a lot of posts. I had mine. To, I think last time I checked, was close to two hundred people had had gone from my story to read about it. Read about what? You may <laughs> ask. Well, our very own Ian Kaplan, who's with us here today, um, has created what we believe is a superior formula to rate lifters. Um, superior to Wilkes and dots and IPF points and whatever Wilkes other 2020 million uh, methods people have been using. But what I thought was actually a really interesting distinction that you made is that most of those systems, although we use them to like rank or rate players or players, which is the power lifters in the sense, yeah. it's really not a rating system. It, those are scoring systems, right? Yeah. So what's the distinction there? And so you need scoring and powerlifting to, to go to a meet and say who performed best at this meet, mm-hmm. right? It, you need to compare against weight classes if you're going to award like a best lifter and do any sort of like qualification across weight classes, right? You don't even really need to compare across genders, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So you need a body weight adjustment coefficient. So all Wilkes does as the classic example is try to give you a number that you multiply your total by, right? And you, you, and you drive this number by having this formula that gives you that you input your body weight into gives you a number Mm -hmm. and you multiply that number by your Total. total. And now you get a score. That should remove the effects of body weight on your score, right? right. And um, that's the score that's Wilk specifically that's been used in a lot of the higher level competitions yeah. to determine who uh, is the overall winner. Yeah. Like, a, a, for I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, but for those who don't, the biggest competition uh, for many years. I don't know if it's if it's changing a little bit now, but was the U.S. Open? Actually, it was rum, rum, and then it was the U.S. Open. Sure. Was yeah, rum, rum based on Wilkes? I can't remember. Yeah. Rum was based on Wilkes. Yeah. And I think just for best lifter though, I don't think it was the same as the US Open where they only are, are yeah, no. re- rewarding. No, but obviously Wilkes. they used Wilkes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Rum was the biggest for Nine quite, years. quite some time. And then the US Open sort of took over. And that one, I think more than any sort of changed the culture of powerlifting in that people started just only caring about Wilkes, which yeah. is insane because if you look at a sport like weightlifting, you know, 
they have Sinclair to, to, you know, measure lifters against each other in different weight classes. Um, and they actually have a female, uh, adjustment for that formula as well. But you don't hear him talking about it the way that powerlifters yeah. do. Every like once in a blue moon, a weightlifter will walk out in an international competition and they'll be like, he has the highest Sinclair of all time. And everyone's like, oh, that's a fun fact. But like yeah. that's as far as it goes, you know, yeah. they aren't using it to be like literally in powerlifting. It's like top, top three Wilkes and everyone else is a bum. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That's, yeah. that's how ridiculous. it's been treated recently, but it's silly. And we're kind of trying to, to change that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think the thing with that is that Wilkes is actually pretty good at eliminating the effects of weight class. Cause you can actually like statistically evaluate that. Right. Right. You can say, are if, when we, after we add Wilkes, are these totals just not significantly different and it doesn't actually, and it's hard to do because the scores change over time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it depends on who's competing and what weight class. So it's a hard problem to solve. And it has to be updated, which is why people update formulas. But it's like as long as you're continuing evaluating whether whether the the coefficient you're using is actually achieving the the body weight adjustment you're looking for, and then then you have uh, you know a good scoring formula. But but the the end result is just the equivalent of a basketball or football score, right? Right. It's just I scored thirty seven or eighty seven points that day, right? Right. Yeah, so sort of like the way open powerlifting ranks lifters is almost as though it's a continuous ongoing game where your score can be sort of updated at any time. And that's why that leaderboard is always changing, right? Yeah, and it ranks and every row is in is a total you recorded. Right. Right. So it doesn't record your worst meets. Or it does record your worst meets, but like you just look at your best one because it's the highest on the list. Right. Right. It doesn't aggregate all of those scores. And give you an in, average yeah, or something. Yeah. So that's also kind of what we're layering on top of is as something that provides different information, but it's a richer kind of context for sports. Because again, when you get a power ranking in basketball, you don't look at their all of their scores the previous season. You just get a number relative to the other teams. Right. Right. Why has there been so much resistance on using Wilkes? Do you know? I think like what what's well, what's the most the most criticized thing about the Wilkes? That it favors women. Yeah, that's not perfect at eliminating body weight and gender effects. Which it's not, but it's like no one has a better one and like IPF is like roughly equivalent from but so my decision of using you know what underlying scoring formula to use, like it really makes no difference between IPF and, and Wilkes, right now at least. And I made it flexible enough that it could change if there's better evidence that it, that comes out, or that you know, or that conditions on the ground change enough to justify a switch. And then we would let people know that hey, we're we're changing our underlying scoring formula, but it's really just a plug in a new scoring formula because all you're doing is using it to right to spit out a value based on the totals that are inputted in from the from the data set, which is Open Power Things data set, right. which you should probably reference because they do a really good job at aggregating all that data. Yeah, shit. Right. Open powerlifting. Yeah, the powerlifting world was chaos before open powerlifting. You remember? You'd have to go on. You'd break a world record, and we'd have to go on powerlifting watch to their static like website that gets updated only if you call them and you're like, "Hey, I broke a world record." Like, oh, let us update that. Yeah. But now it's like open, open powerlifting so fast. We have a meet, and then literally, I'll go home from the meet, and our stuff is up on open powerlifting. Yeah, but that's also yeah, like really op- you know, open source people who believe in 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 good data governance like they do a really good job um and weightlifting doesn't have that yeah. right like the, like the right kind of the expectation going into this is like oh people are like oh you're gonna have to like scrape data from so many websites and you're gonna have to do all this like munging and just try, just to try to get a you, list that's you dirty have to do that for yeah yeah so now you literally just download their csv off of their public website and and they're like do whatever you want with it it's great and it's two million records of totals right that's awesome. it's, you know since the early 60s you know, it goes back really far. Um, so, so like that part is made really easy to do. So you can do really cool stuff like like build on top of, you know, the record of powerlifting. So now the formula that you've come up with uses Wilkes, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. So what, what makes it different from these other formulas that we are considered to give you a score rather than an actual way to rate? Okay, letters? so it's more equivalent to a... It's more, I'm equivalent it to these power ranking systems and not to like a scoring adjustment um, because it's a comparison of relative performance rather than absolute performance, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just like stacking people's scores and ordering them and sorting them by, by descent and descending order. You're actually creating a win, a win loss table. So you're actually simulating a game 
So you have to define a game, right? And say, okay, when lifters compete against each other, they're essentially competing in a game. Mm-hmm. And some and one lifter one lifter loses, and a bunch of yeah, one lifter wins, a bunch of lifters lose, and you already have a, a, a sorted order of lifters' ability in that meet, right? And then the, their difference in score is proportional to their difference in strength. I mean, at least that's our assumption in that meet because they all compete in the same conditions and they all lifted different amounts. Right. So the score difference should explain their strength difference. But the the challenge with powerlifting is that people lift in different conditions, right? They lift in different amounts of supportive gear, and they lift in federations with different rules. Right, and and different uh, sort of levels at which even ones with the same rules enforce those rules. Yeah, um, right. So there's some assumptions baked into that, like that a federation will be roughly consistent with the way it enforces its rules, even if the same rules are on on paper in two different federations. One federation might enforce those rules differently, but it will be roughly consistent across. Right. Um, and that's a reasonable assumption in sports because like you kind of assume in basketball that even though, you know, certain games, the refs are inconsistent, like it all shakes out when you play enough games. Right. Right. It's just, you know, judging is inconsistent. Right. Um, and that's part of the error that happens in sports. But so you have these, right. You have these games and now you have these score differentials. And now you have a, a very large table of, of lifters competing against other lifters and then lifters moving between conditions. So they move between divisions, right? And they right. move between federations. So now they have, there's kind of bridges between different uh, kind of scoring environments, right? So different kinds of games. Which, and that gives you the ability to compare yeah. performances yeah. of people between yeah. Each of those so like, categories. right. Yeah. So, right. So a team can be ranked against another team, even if they never played each other, as long as they played common opponents. Right. And you can move that out many degrees. So like, you know, can be five degrees away from another team and still have some sort of ranking right. against that team. Right. Which again is consistent in, in football and basketball, like right out of conference games don't always happen, but you can still rank the top 25 football teams. Right. Right. Based on their score. But the idea is that, 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 um, the way you do that isn't perfect, but you essentially, you have a very large system of, of scores. And then you can say, what are the ratings we would give to those individual players or, or teams that minimizes the predicted outcome error, right? So like you have a score differential, uh-huh. right? For, right, all the, all possible games for one team. And then you have many of those teams. And you're like, what? So I have the I have the end results, and I have the number of games played, right? How can I fit uh, a system that that basically minimizes the prediction error? Um, so that, but that's also basically all done by the computer. So it's a classic kind of um, approach to solving this problem that has been done in basketball and football, which is why I keep bringing up basketball and football. It just basically is baked on those assumptions that the difference in score reflects difference in ability, and that with enough games you can give assign each team a strength rating that's proportional to to their difference in score and would be their expected score differential in the future game. Right. Right. And that's all we're doing. Okay. Right. That, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, right. So the under you can get deeper into the underlying math because you're actually modeling a very high dimensional space with, you know, all these, right. It's, a, it's basically all these ratings are dimensions of a very large dimensional vector. So if you have not, uh, 500 lifters, that's a 500 dimensional vector. And then you have this matrix of games which basically normalizes their score over their games. Right. But again, I, that's why I referenced the paper in here, because if you have a little bit of linear algebra vocabulary, you can kind of wrap your head around that a lot easier than, than just me trying to explain something geometrically by speaking about it. Right. Right. But it, but it kind of is intuitive. You have like this, this matrix that basically you fill with game data, and then you have a set of coefficients that you're looking to solve for. And then you basically run a computer that solves for the best set of coefficients. Right. To, uh-huh. Right. That minimizes the error. So, right. It's never supposed to be perfect. And right. we account for error as its own term. So basically the difference in scores plus this error term is, is kind of the expected outcome of the game. Right. So in, in, in layman's terms, what, what, what is this going to do for people? They come and look at, so, at this, at the, the list, which mm-hmm. is the, what did, what did you end up uh, calling it? The hybrid lifter rating system. Yeah. So what's it, what's it helping them do? So it allows you to compare lifters across division equipment divisions and federations more consistently. 
uh, right? The, these you can compare the yeah, you can compare lifters across divisions and weight classes, and you can do things like evaluate for qualification if you want to. Like you can do whatever you want with it, um, but. And then the one thing is that we kind of separated raw powerlifting from geared powerlifting. You could, in theory, put geared powerlifting in there, but there's probably not enough cross comparison yeah, for just, that to make due, sense. Due to the current day relevancy yeah. of um, Yeah, you, you would need a lot of people doing a lot of geared powerlifting meets and a lot of raw, raw powerlifting meets, and it just didn't make sense when I, when I tried it. So, but, so, so, but the idea is the open powerlifting, it's still, it segments by gear. Um, mm -hmm. classification. So this combines all of that and says relative to other lifters, how can I expect them to perform if they were to compete in the same environment? And right. That's valuable. For sure. Cause now you have the ability to, uh, put all in one list, mm -hmm. people who both compete raw completely mm -hmm. and people who compete raw with wraps, which I think is really, really cool because, you get to choose your preference. Mm. You don't have to be like, oh, I need to go do like a, a sleeved meet to get yeah. my sleeved ranking up, or I need to go do a, yeah. a raw. Oh, this competition's only raw with wraps, and now I need to achieve a certain score raw with wraps to do it. With this list, you or to qualify with this list, you have you can just see who is the best. Period. Yeah. So you where you can compete in your environment of choice, right? You're not going to go to a federation where the totals are higher because you're actually not rewarded for that anymore. Right. Right. Uh, right. So like right. people who, who are federations that give kind of give lifts away, they yeah. give, they don't really enforce the standards. That's not even to your advantage anymore. Yeah. Because you need to, you need to do better. You need to do significantly better than other lifters, right. Who are also doing better in, in other federations, right. If the scores are close, then you're actually not rewarded proportionally for that. It also makes it harder to game like now. You're like, Oh, I just need this Wilkes to get into this meet. Right. It's like, no, you actually need to do better than everybody. You know, you're competing against in powerlifting, in raw powerlifting, and you, you really don't know, you can't really kind of wrap, you know, the model in your head to think, how much better do I need to do, right, right. to right, to kind of get to where I need to be in, in, in the rating system to get enough rating points to qualify for, for X meet, say we, say we use that qualification um, structure. And then the, the other thing is, um, where was I going with that? Um, anyway. Being able to yeah. to qualify for meets and and rank lifters across different categories. What were yeah. We talking about before that. Yeah. Um. So the then another thing it accomplishes is that it kind of takes you on your best day. Uh -huh. So if you have a bad day at a meet, it kind of it doesn't it doesn't necessarily kind of tank your your career. Right. right? You were really taking your best score and 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 kind of putting it forward as the thing that drives your rating, and it also doesn't really punish you for competing less right? because it's an, it's an average score. Right. Um, and then the, the other thing it does is say we um, do a yearly or seasonal rating structure that allows people who don't have great all time scores to be high enough on a list to be competitive. Mm -hmm. And then it is somewhat, so you can't wrap your head around the model, but you do, you do know who is ahead of you. Right. So it, it does, it creates kind of these, you know, rivalries and competitive dynamics, which are exciting about sports, right? If you're close in the ranking system, then, then that would be exciting for fans too. And also something for fans to, to, you know, to talk about and to have their opinions about and, yeah, and to, right. Cause we bake our assumptions into the model, but the model is objective. Right. Right. Um, and so people can discuss what's right or what's wrong with it or, or, right. Yeah, or, or, or try to prove it wrong or. Right. right. I think it's, I think that's it's, half the fun. Of it. Yeah. Well, what I really like about it is the fact that you could host a meet and allow people to even within that meet compete in the environment that they want, either the raw category or the raw with wraps category and still rank all those lifters against each other as a way to score them for a meet for prize money. So that's the coolest part. Yeah. So what, well, what, why wouldn't Wilkes accomplish that? Sorry? Why wouldn't Wilkes... Well, because now when you do Wilkes, right, the scores are not relevant. If you and Yuri Belkin, who, are, you know, go into a meet, you're going to beat his score by 100, his Wilkes score by 100 points, right? Even though, you know, you might be the best female and he might be the best male, right? It's not representative that you guys are at the same or similar level where I think... Well, well for now, we're keeping male and female separate because there's really no good comparison across gender for Wilkes. Like it makes, it makes an attempt at that, but there's not enough data to suggest that it's actually removing the effect any, or it's not removing the effect of gender or it's like overcompensating for, for gender right. differences. 
But um, no, but the most direct thing is there's just no, there's no gear coefficient in Wilkes. Oh, right. Right. It's that's that's <laughs> actually where I, I meant to take it. So I, yeah. Sorry, my point was supposed to be, I don't know I went down the gender room, mm-hmm. but what my point was going to be is that, so now we have male awards and female awards. And then within those, we have first, second, third Wilkes in wraps, first, mm-hmm. second, third Wilkes in sleeves. And they're different categories. But yeah. now you can combine those categories uh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just determine who is the best. Not, oh, that's sick. That was, and so you can't duck people, right? So say you and Mariana go into a competition. Who's Mariana? Well, <laughs> you're funny. But, or you and Cece or you and uh, you know any other high-level lifter. They can't look at it and be like, oh, Steffi's competing in sleeves. Now I'll just go wraps or vice versa, right? You, you can't dodge Cece or Mariana by competing in a different category because the, these two categories can be compared through the rank. That, that was the big thing for me is like there's Wilkes doesn't know if you have wraps on your knees right. and then, and then have not having some knowledge of powerlifting, but not being like so deep into powerlifting. That I just accepted that. I'm like, that's kind of silly, mm-hmm. right? It's like people compare performances with different kind of environmental conditions all the time. Like the big example is formula one is like, how do you compare drivers in different cars? Right, one car is like twenty percent faster than the other car, and it changes its tires twice less a race. Mm-hmm. But right. it's like you still say the driver in the worst car is better because you can adjust for that, right? Right. Um, but so that's kind of the main thrust of it, and also obviously like the fact that there's three hundred federations, and some federations you can put your foot on the ground in the bench press. They have different rules for stop and go. They have different, you know, right. there's racks and monoliths, and right, it's some, so di- some, it, some comps you need yeah. a bench a start command for bench, yeah. some you don't. Yeah, and those change the way people record totals, right? Right. Um, it changes the amount of weight you can move. So even just in the same, and that's just not captured right at all. Right. Right. But if you're only comparing lifters against each other directly, and then you're ex- extrapolating those direct comparisons to indirect comparisons, then you have a, a system that implicitly accounts for all of those things, right? And then you kind of can, you can kind of wrap your head around what it's not accounting for and just bake those into the assumptions. Like, so we know, what, we, we know we're not controlling for when the lift was recorded. So lifts in the 70s just kind of don't really, don't right. really have the same. Don't, aren't, aren't really kind of boosted because they're in the seventies. They're just worse. Right. Right. Um, so that's why there's, there's a bias towards more recent lifts. But it's like, we just accept that part of the model. So we, there's no real reason to try to kind of like try to basically add some sort of value to a, a, a lift in this and past to make it as if it were lift, you know, lifted today. That's just, that's, that's too chaotic. Right. Um, but look, but we know those things, right. And then, and then, right. We know that there's no gear in it and we know that, you know, that we're not really controlling for gender right now. It was like, maybe we could one day, but all these things are kind of temporary assumptions and we could evolve those things in the future because it's kind of our thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I also like the, the fact that you can choose the environment that you are the most relatively good at. Right. So like there's some people, for example, who they can squat hundred kilos in uh, sleeves and they put on wraps and they only squat. 105, mm-hmm. you know, so obviously they're way better relatively in sleeves. And then you have the opposite where someone could squat hundred kilos in sleeves and then they squat 200 kilos in wraps. And that person is obviously going to be motivated to go towards the, the wrap division, but there's those two people would still be ranked against each other in a way that's, that's measurable. Right. Yeah. I think it's because it's trying cool. to rank your strength, right? right? And the way you're the strongest is the way you're the strongest. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And it's relative to other people. It's not this scoring coefficient, right? Yeah. You don't rank the best football team by like the number of yards they got on offense right over a season. You rank by the opponents they, they beat and strength of schedule matters and right. right and all those all these kind of other variables relative to other teams matter. It's right. not just like this thing you do and then you happen to sort numbers by highest to lowest. Right. right. <laughs> like even here's another fault that I can see just with Wilkes and, and dots and all those. You could have at the U S open lost your weight division, right? Yeah. You could have lost the 123 weight class, but won the entire competition. If you had like made your last deadlift or your last squat, right. And you, if you had beaten Mariana or if, sorry, if you had, yeah, you would have lost in total still to Mariana. But you would have had I would higher have beat, beat her in Wilkes because my body weight was lower. Because oh, right. your body weight was significantly lower. Yeah. 
And that makes no sense. You shouldn't be able to lose head to head, but win overall. Imagine being the person who comes, who beats her. And then Steffi gets 40 grand instead of you. Like that's crazy. Right. But the, but that's also using, that's using Wilkes as the way to score the meat because body weight is just, that's what I'm saying. That'd be like, that'd be like in football awarding the team who has the most rushing yards yeah. in the game, the win instead of who has the most points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like but, that, that, but that's also sense. just a silly thing. It's like the person wins the weight class wins, right. you know, wins, the, wins the meet. And then, but yeah, using Wilkes as a way to like score best lifter in that context is kind of broken. Yeah. yeah. But there's not much you can you're do just, about that. So anymore. you're just hoping <laughs> that, that the people, that, that, that situation doesn't occur. Yeah. And luckily, and it hasn't occurred in any of the big meets. Otherwise it, I don't know if people are just not thinking about that, but that would cause a great deal of controversy, I think. Yeah. But my thing is like, when you do that, you just remove, like there's weight classes become artificial. It's just, you go lift at the lightest weight you can lift at. That's what it right? should be. No weight classes <laughs> and just Wilkes. If that's, yeah. if that's how they yeah, score yeah. the meet. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. What, um, can we talk about, uh, comparing the hybrid formula Wilkes and then dots? Like what are the limitations of dots? Well, I mean, just the idea is dots and IPF dots is like less, I haven't seen as much data on dots. I just saw a pretty well done paper that's on open powerlifting comparing Wilkes and IPF scores. Um, right. Again, all these are just inputs to the model. They're coefficients, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're ways to scale a total. The model is is much more dynamic and it's layered on top of those things. Like it depends on those things. Right. And we said before recording that it actually inherits the limitations of those things. Right. So we're trying to pick the one with the with the fewest limitations or that's the most well accepted, right? Yeah. Across many federations. It's a way healthier way to go about it yeah. though, because now you're not married to any one formula. Mm -hmm. If a formula comes out that has less bias, yeah. then we can easily just stick that formula into, you know, as the coefficient into the hybrid formula yeah. of ranking, right? And yeah. then all now immediately, now our formula is better, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and that goes into, that kind of leaves the math and goes to the engineering side of it where the the algorithm is architected as a, like a parameterized program, meaning there's inputs that you can change and then it runs based on those inputs, mm -hmm. right? And those, imp and I have set a bunch of them. One of them is what scoring formula is used. The other one is like the number, is like how many of the top scores do you actually collect and compare? Because if, if you're comparing 2 million scores, it's kind of an expensive model. Right. Like it just takes a while to compare all those scores. So I only take the top thousand scores, right? Which, and to qualify as a score, it's like a lifter's best day in a federation division com combination. So if, right, if you lifted in the IPF and you lifted with wraps, like, and you did that twice, we only take your best one. Right. But if you lifted also in sleeves and you have a wraps and a sleeve score, right. and again, it doesn't matter how many you have because it's averaged in the end. Um, but you take the top thousand, right? Which is about 500 lifters. And then you compare them all against each other, but you can, we can adjust that number two over time. And also there's a date cutoff. So you can say all lifts recorded after this date. So you can create a seasonal list. Um, cool. Right. And there's a few other parameters that are unlikely to be changed, but those are the big ones. And yeah. And then, so all that does is that model then is fed into the beginning of, of the algorithm to, to control for those variables. And basically it runs on a schedule or, or or it could run when open powerlifting is updated if we coordinate with them. But right now it literally it can just check open powerlifting like <laughs> every day and, and it repeats the model and then it dumps the the leaderboard into an S3 bucket on our and our, our infrastructure. Automatically. Yeah. We're right because right now it's on a schedule. Um That's cool. but but also what we're working on with the uh, hybrid intern, shout out to Kendra, is building a persistent uh leaderboard page for that. Right, which is kind of the next step. So we've already right. scoped requirements and kind of a leaderboard project is kind of a, a, a nice, fun little kind of front end web development project. Um, but the idea to persistently serve it is kind of the, the next phase of it, just so everyone can see it all the time. And that would have ideally both a all time list, uh -huh. right? Not with no date cutoff and a, and a seasonal uh, component. So you can say after the state, right? So the, the one that, is here in your blog on mm -hmm. the hybrid blog that what are, are these are all time rankings? Yeah, those are, there's no date cutoff. So those were of all lifts recorded after January, 1961 that are in open powerlifting. Again, the constraint is said they have to be in the open powerlifting data set, but we assume that all the top lifts ever recorded are in the open powerlifting data set. Well, especially we can, <laughs> you, we can very accurately assume that because all of the world records mm -hmm. 
have been broken yeah. in the last five years. Yeah, and so. also and also we control for data quality by really only comparing the top a thousand scores or the top five hundred lifters or so, right? Because right? if 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 you're lifter number one million, like I don't really know how how good that total is, right? Right? Whether it actually happened or someone just submitted something, right? It's unlikely that that happened, but again, it's not really relevant for, for right. it just gunks up the model, right? And the idea is that. So this is if anyone wants to go and look this over, you can find it on our blog. Yeah. But um, just looking at the the top ten women and top ten men uh, in this list, like this makes perfect sense to me. It's the one thing that I do notice it though is that the men seem to be generally, for the most part, there's a few lighter men in here, but for the most part, it's heavier men making this top ten ranking versus mm -hmm. with the women. It doesn't seem to have that same bias. It seems actually to be pretty evenly distributed over both lightweight and heavier females. Yeah. And a couple of things I wanted to mention was you notice that the, a lot of those scores are registered in different federations and different with different amounts of gear. Um, right. Or their lifters who, who, who some of their biggest totals are, are sure. I mean, different. number three on the list is Ray Williams yeah. who only mm -hmm. competes in sleeves. So right. that's, it's really cool to see that, yeah. that that's working. And you know, he is in the conversation always for one of the best lifters of all time. So to see him there in the top three, I, that to me intuitively, that looks like a pretty accurate yeah. representation. Right. And remember the, the rating actually has a scaled value. So what it is, it would be the expected difference in Wilkes if they competed against each other. Right. So if anybody's looking at this list right now, the hybrid rating score, the difference between the rating scores uh, is rough, should be roughly close to the difference in Wilkes. Yeah. So it gives you that sense like of scale because it's basically it, we say we kind of a, we say the sum of all ratings would be zero because right it's a closed system right right if someone beats somebody that means somebody loses to somebody right um, so there is someone with zero at the bottom of the list but um that's so, that's yeah. so sad uh, <laughs> no there's actually like negative points but you know it depends on, oh, on how far You're down you negative go negative good at powerlifting <laughs> <laughs> right because but this, right, most most people because most people would lose. Would right, yeah, yeah. right. It basically establishes the top of the list, and then you're, and not, then, you're not sparing uh, any feelings yeah. on this list. Um, yeah, most people are not at the top of the list. Yeah, so let's go. Let's see the top top five here for men, men and women. So we got uh, Mariana, Steffi, Stacy Burr, Cleo Van Wick, and Cece Holcomb, and that's like pretty. That's kind of a sort of the, the top five actually that's represented just the order mixed a little bit, right? Yeah. That's generally how we test this kind of thing. So I tested it by, by seeding it with a dummy data set uh -huh. of just like numbers and scores and like, okay, this produces the expected result. And then, and then the way you sanity check it is by, okay, I'm actually going to rank the, the top lifters and see, see, what? see, is that, does, does this make sense? Right. Right. Um, so that's generally how we, how we do testing. And then there's, then we set up some cool kind of integration because we use some cool tools on the back end to make sure that like the program actually continues to run because it does depend on over open powerlifting and a few other dependencies. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, again, the, the software engineering side of it. Yeah. But, uh, um, it's cool to see. It's, 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 it's actually like hard to test an algorithm where the, where you don't know what the data it's going to produce. You actually need to feed it data and then ask is would that be the expected result right 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 um, um and on the men's side we have yuri belkin in first who i think everybody can agree that that's probably the right spot for him mm -hmm. uh i don't know exactly how to say the guy in second's name but i'll give it a shot <laughs> and andrej stanizek stanizek yeah um, then Ray Williams, Andre Milenichev, and Peter Petras, which, you know, those are all dudes putting in huge totals that, you know, their accomplishments speak for themselves. So yeah, that's cool. And Larry, Larry wheels made the list in ninth. <laughs> Not bad Not for a guy who does all sorts of crazy stuff all the time. Crazy. Yeah. He's hanging in there. Um, uh, a question I had for you, how do we solve for, or is there a way to solve for the current discrepancy we see in scores when we compare across genders or in not, not sorry, not in scores, but in ranking, like, is, will there be a time when we can accurately make a list like that 
that represents both men it's, and women. It, it's also hard because it, it depends on how whose score you're comparing. Like if, if women's scores are top heavy, that makes it very hard. Uh-huh. Like if the distributions of scores within a weight class are different. Right. Like it, it's just hard, right? That's true. And um, that is the case. Yeah. It's also, yeah. And also that that's also one of the problems with trying to add gear lifters in because women's gear powerlifting is very top heavy. Yeah. There's like right? one or two <laughs> who are the best by uh, so much. Yeah. And, 500 pounds in total <laughs> below them is yeah. like third place. Yeah. So that you, need, you just need more people competing and you need like a true normal distribution of scores that's consistent over time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the sport needs to slow down. It, <laughs> it needs to be popular. It needs to be slowed down. You need to have competitive, like a, a clear kind of tiering of, com, of competitive levels. Right. right? So uh, you, you think that the... And then also it might be a complicated thing because the shape across weight classes might be different from women than men. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a complicated kind of nonlinear term to solve for. Right. Which is why Wilkes is kind of complicated. It's like a, like it, there's a bunch of exponents in the, in the denominator. You just kind of mash them all together and it spits out a number. Right. Right. What is the obsession with human beings and, and rankings? And also I feel like powerlifting is the only sport that's always trying to rank men and women in different weight classes. Like we, we talked about the weight class thing and the Sinclair already with weightlifting, but like, I never see this conversation of who's the goat. Is it so-and-so from the WNBA or is it Michael Jordan? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they do that in tennis a little bit. They're like, they they're like a Serena better than, than every man who's ever played tennis. And like, yeah, you think, yeah. Um, I think it's much more rare though. I mean, it, it might not be every, everyone's think- always trying to compare it might also gender. be that with the explosion of women's involvement in powerlifting recently. Yeah, it's like how strong can, it's also like a, a, a gender thing. It's like how strong can women get kind of question, yeah. right? I think also it's powerlifting is a much more objective sport. It's just like based on like how much weight you're lifting. So I think we're just drawn to want to make that conclusion of like, oh, well, who is actually the the best lifter? Right. Yeah. yeah. Or a, yeah. And, and the scores, the scores in powerlifting matter, whereas in what well, they do based on the, like the, the scoring system that we have, whereas the scores in basketball, for example, don't matter. A win is a win and a loss is a loss. Yeah. Yeah. And it also goes back to that conversation about that we had a few years back about what are the, the components of what makes somebody the goat uh-huh. and the fact that it's not only based on your score. Like there's a subjective it's based on who you compete. It's also like the story. Yeah. There's, there's the a subjective, time. there's a subjective aspect as well to like determining who's, who's the greatest of all time. It's like charisma and like years of involvement in the sport and the legacy and like how involved have you been uh, and how do you make people feel? And is your story inspiring? Like yeah. you do a lot of good for the sport. Yeah. That, but that also goes like that's, an, that brings back formula one as an example. Like everyone says Ayrton Senna is the best driver of all time, even though he didn't win the most championships. He didn't win the most races. He didn't drive the fastest car most of the time. He actually died in, the, in get, trying to get into a faster car. He died? Uh, he died on the track in the qualifying lap. But it's, it's a whole story in a Williams car that was like, that that behaved very differently than the car he was used to and actually changed the rules the following year. Mm-hmm. As Formula One became way safer after he died because it was actually like a weekend where two people died. Anyway, that's a, that's a very long story. But the idea is um, everyone knows he's the best driver ever based solely on on the way he competed in the sport right the way he executed as as a driver and kind of what he did for for formula one and also for brazil uh-huh. right and kind of what he stood for as a, as a person um so that, that's kind of a good yeah, example so of that goat when yeah. someone's talking about goat greatest of all time they're but then they're when really you, saying who's your favorite yeah, power lifter. but then when you actually try right. to like objectively rate like how good is he compared to the car he drove like he's he actually is really good compared to the cars he drove really yeah <laughs> like better than anyone else wow I mean, so that's... so but the story fits the the data right right which is that true of powerlifting but there's also like magic in it it's like right it's like watching serena right. play is magic and watching center race like there's a, there's a handful of laps that are just like you know indescribable and that's like the miracle of sports it's artistic yeah yeah and it's like that's that's mastery on displaying Right. So that's what people look for when they think sure. of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I right? think so. And I, uh, I also think right, po- that popularity just, right. That's also too. like MJ is like, right. It's relative to what you've seen before and also relative to who you're competing against. Right. Right. 
Right. right. It's that's, not, it's not just that's points. Why, that's actually like sort of the basis of the LeBron and Jordan yeah. argument, right? It's like Jordan, if you put Jordan in the NBA now, he'd probably get trashed. Like the level of play is just so much better. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to compare them because they're not in the same conditions, right? Like was Jordan better in his time than LeBron is in his time? And that's kind of what is meant in a different way because our environment is relative to equipment. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of the same thing that this formula is trying to solve for, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's not really controlling for, for time very well. So you, you really, all you can say is, well, all lifters are kind of better today than right. they used to be. So, right, you can't really bring back like Ed Cohen's score and say like, well, how well did he do today? Right. You know, if he was 25 and, you know, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Um, but again, that's not really the point of that system, right? And also a system can't really be like all things to all people at all times. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to choose yeah. what you're trying to. Yeah. What, what you're for. optimizing for. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but, but if we define greatness as like, you know, what you left the sport as after you found it. Right. Yeah. What condition you left it. I think that's a, that's a better definition of, of greatness, but I agree. Yeah. You know, but that's like, that's a little bit different than a ranking system. Right. But Rank, the ranking system, yeah. is one input yeah, yeah. into a bigger yeah, all system of that. Determining, yeah. determining who is the greatest. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, and it's 100% objective. So what I'm saying is that ranking is different than, than trying to determine who's the greatest of all time, which has a subjective component to it. Yeah. But also remember, yeah, yeah, this is, this is objective, but there are subjective assumptions baked into it, well, but, yeah. but they're, but they're in the open, right? We know what they, we know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. Did we already go through what those are? Yeah. They're, they're right. The, what, what constitutes a game, which is right. Right. Lifts, lifts in the same conditions in federation division. Right. Right? This is all in the block, right? Yeah. You know, what, what a score differential means, right? Why we're not controlling for time, why we're using Wilkes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then why we're using a, you know, we're solving for a linear system of equations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's assumptions baked into that, like the math, like, right? That all rankings are, are consistent. So it's a closed system, right? So that all rankings equal zero, essentially. The sum of all rankings is zero, um, which is why there's a lot of negative rankings. But... <laughs> Cause they have to end up to zero, but, um, and then all of like the, the kind of the engineering based assumptions, like how many lifts you take and stuff. But yeah, so all that's wrapped into something and you say, okay, knowing what, knowing what the inputs are, these are the outputs and we can't really debate those. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best solution to that, you know, set of constraints. Have you had much communication with the people behind, uh, open powerlifting? No, but I'm going to send them this stuff. Yeah, you should. I know they share like, you know, articles and stuff on their site and we should definitely keep that dialogue open and make sure that there there's communication back and forth just so that the, the, the kind of the movement of data is continues to be clean. Yeah. I like that. Maybe you get hybrid, uh, the hybrid formula, the ranking system out there. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. What, anything else that's a key component that you want people to know about this, this masterpiece you've created? Uh, no, other than just a reminder to kind of take it what it is for and to enjoy it and to imagine how it could be better and let me know how it could be better. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think people, people get very caught up in like this formula is shit and this one's what they all have their, their, uh, biases and, yeah. and, and things that could be improved. And that's why new formulas continue to be made. Mm-hmm. But I, I do really, I th- I think this is the for- first formula that can compare accurately across competition conditions. Wait, right? Is there any other that has attempted to do this? No, because it's a different paradigm, right? It's a relative rating paradigm and not uh, a score adjustment. Yeah. Right. So I think that is and really it's cool. based on the, it's based on the score adjustment. So again, right. it's like it's a different level of abstraction, right? Yeah. Which is which is kind of new territory for powerlifting, which I which again was kind of my thing. Is like I don't know why nobody's done this before. Like, is there something wrong with what I'm doing? (laughs) Yeah. Um, because it is, it it is what is more comforting to me is that it is standard in other sports. It's just kind of, you have to, the kind of the novelty is in, in trying to apply those, those sporting, the sport rating systems to a different sport with kind of different dynamics. Right. Right. Yeah. But this, the concepts hold true yeah. from sports to sport, I think. Yeah. So I think it's cool. I love that. I love that we can like, hopefully what this can do for people, if this becomes popularized 
is that you just get to compete however you want to compete and you don't have to worry about you know yeah. oh my is my ranking going to suffer because i'm doing it in sleeves mm-hmm. oh but kevin oak competes in wraps and if i want to beat him i have to go mm-hmm. head to head in wraps like you can avoid that whole process which is yeah, but, really cool. but I think the the big key to adoption is what kind of we have to do is is use it for qualification, right? Right, and give out cash based on you know rewards based on it, prizes, because um, yeah. right that's the, that's the only way it actually matters, right? Right for people, um, other than like a cool thing to look at. But again, most people aren't at the top of the list, so yeah, it's just a yeah. There's an, an elite, elite, elite yeah rating system. Yeah, this is what well, I think a lot, a lot of the appeal of open powerlifting is. You know, a newcomer can get on there and yeah. put in their score and, ooh, I'm 700,000th yeah. in the world. Right. And they can see if they move up or down from that ranking. Yeah. Which is kind of a different thing than what. what yeah. Right. This is, this isn't, right? right. We're definitely not trying to do anything that open powerlifting is doing. Right. Right. This is a very different scheme than open powerlifting. We're also not trying to build like a very like customizable leaderboard. Like the leaderboard will just be, you know, you can interact with it in a basic way, but displays the results of, of our rating system. Right. Right. And it will update over time, but it's really just to, to share that, right. And to have, provide easy access to it. And but the real way that, that we implement it in the sport is just having it available. And then saying when you perform well based on it, or when you move up or, or seasonally, there, there are rewards for, for doing well versus other lifters. Right. And then incentivizes people to use that as their metric to compete against. I like it. Any comments, Colin? No. Did you move up or down with the ranking system? I stayed. Stayed? Yeah. But what was she in Wilkes? Me? So, yeah. 698? So, no, but the, you're, you're second Wilkes all time? But there's second, two, yeah. there's, there's two, but you're, you're saying without wraps and with wraps. Yeah. I don't know where you are. In which one? Your highest Wilkes. 698. No, no. I'm saying what is that ranked? Second. So, okay. Yeah. That was my question. <laughs> um, and you're second again here. That's yeah. interesting. Right. Yeah. But then even like those. By, top- by almost the same amount of points too. Well, it should reflect that. Yeah. That's what Cap was saying before. Yeah. Yeah. That's. My plus or minus error, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But at the, it's going to fit pretty well at the top too, generally. Especially if the results were consistent across multiple competitions. Yeah. Like, cause I was like, oh, there's very little error. And so there's the expected result is, is clear. Right. Yeah. Do you think, what do you think is more accurate? Is there. Like in terms of the difference in data and quality of data, like is the men's list more accurate than the women's or do you think they're equal? Yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's hard because it's like, it's just how noisy is the list and how much upsetting happens. Cause that just means there's more error in, right. in the, the least squares uh, regression. Um, but you want a competitive list like that. You want small score different, like it's good for the sport. You want small score differentials. You want, yeah. you want lists that don't quite make sense that are close that are easily turned, right? Right. If they're very stable and long-term, it's not as interesting. That's also yeah. why a seasonal list is, is probably a good idea because it kind of get, it gets wiped every year, but yeah, also cool. powerlifting doesn't really have, you know, a clean season. Yeah. But I think that it, it in a way is made up. There's like maybe 10 meets on, on yeah. the untested side. Mm. Uh, the tested side follows the season. Yeah. It got screwed up this year, but worlds is always the same you know, yeah. time and the place. Yeah, as long as there's international competition, like they'll generally yeah, then ramp up to that it. season. Yeah. But uh, on the untested side, there's like, I don't know, not even 10. There's less than 10 top meets that everybody pretty much goes to mm. it, who, you know, are in those top categories. So yeah, it just depends on like when you would that. wipe the, the, the seasonal leaderboard, right? That's true. Well, I get, could you just go Jan 1st to Jan 1st? Yeah, first? we can. I mean, we, someone has to define that, right? Yeah. I, there's, like, there's still work yeah, to be done, yeah. which is good. It's a good thing. It'll continue to to add, or get improved upon and and, and uh, be, you'll have different ways to to check people over different time yeah. periods, which is nice. Yeah. Because that is also something that I like about um, open powerlifting. Again, not that that's what we're trying to do, hmm. but you can set it for a year, right? You can check. Well, they record the date of the meet. Right, right. So, so you, you can filter so you by date. Yeah, filter by date, which is cool. Yeah, I do like that. Even right. Most people, most people don't care. Most people just go for all time. Right, like who's the best ever? Yeah. Oh, top. These are the top three, and everyone else is a bum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, right, but again, then you lose the progression of the sport. Yeah. Right, you just can't because you'll get a recency bias. Right, right. Um, but yeah. So where can people find if 
the updates that you're going to do to this, where can those be found? Are you going to continue to blog about the... um, I mean, if we make big changes to it, we should announce it on the blog. We have a a tech topic now on the blog. Mm -hmm. There'll be more general stuff there. Um, If people want more of the the technical side of it, like the engineering and the math, the data science behind it, you can let me know about it. So I know that there's an audience for that. Um, We're probably going to get more technical as time goes on, you know, with the, the content we put out on that little, you know, part of the blog um but generally there for updates we'll be you know we'll post those and also hopefully we'll be able to launch a kind of a, a hosted page for the leaderboard within the next you know one to two months um right kendra's on it we have you know it's the hybrid intern project of the fall also if you want to do cool stuff with your hybrid internship yeah those are one of the types of project you, you'd be able to work on. Which is actually a really yeah. cool project for an intern. Yeah. Um, you know, our, 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 the, the developers that actually work for us are like, that's a cool intern project. <laughs> yeah. That, um, that is really cool. Well, for, for internships, mm-hmm. how should people be reaching out? Cause we get that question. <laughs> Everyone hits me up all the time. Oh, when does the next internship uh, semester yeah. start? And I just refer them to you. Yeah. So right now you probably should email me. Um, we were planning to open up, you know, about 12 week internship blocks three times a year. So the next one would be early next year. Um, but the idea is you should email me a CV, a resume and a cover letter. Like why you want to be a hybrid intern, not just, Hey, I want an internship or, or, Hey, is the internship happening? Yeah. Now that you know send me all of your information. I'll keep it on file. And then once we're evaluating interns in, in early January, I'll let you know if, if, you know, if we've kind of finished the process of applying and I generally reach out to everyone who applied and let them know the, the results. Again, we only take a handful of interns and we're more biased towards, you know, people with different backgrounds than just coaching. Cause we get a lot of coaching interns. So if you have a, a different background, if you're interested in different parts of the business, like web development, for example, um then you're more likely to get in (laughs) awesome cool thanks for listening uh i hope you all ditch all your old formulas and start (laughs) using this one and uh, we'll keep you posted on the developments of it yep if you need help with your training and or nutrition uh make sure you head out to hyperperformancemethod.com for the best stuff in the game also if you want to shop for very cool and swaggy apparel head over to hybridapparel.store thank you guys for listening for the support catch you guys next time bye